Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and I'm a doctor. It seems so strange, but I'll probably regret it in the morning. It's like an action movie during the rapture, so let's steal tonight and run away because everyone will die in Santa Barbara. I blame the watcher, but that doesn't mean I'll burn for you. Okay, Little Red Riding Hood? Joining us today are the usual Candyland vampires, including Kevin, beautiful monster Jager. Yes! <laughs> yes. Our game master and unofficial for the babysitter for the hour, Kimberly, is not here. No. Um, so she is actually visiting her new nephew in St. Louis, oh. or as they say in France, Saint Louis. Saint Louis. Um, so we are. Uh, Kevin's taking over game master I am. today. I'm the game master today. But wow. technically, we're all babysitting right now. Right. So we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> but with us today is a power couple of the theater world. Their credits are too numerous to really list all the way through here. So I'll see what I can do. She is a drama desk winning Tony nominated actress for A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. He is an Obie Award winner and a book and the book writer for SpongeBob the Musical now on Broadway. Together they've brought you what we thought was one of the best shows of 2016, oh The Wildness. Oh my god! And as a team Obsessed. with oh, others. Thanks, guys. They have their awesome band, Sky Pony. Let's give a big broad wasted welcome to Friends of the Show. Friends of the Show. Lauren Worshelman, Kyle Jarrell. Woohoo! Yes. We're glad to be here. Welcome. What is up, Thanks guys? for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're glad us. to be here. We're <laughs> recording live to tape in Brooklyn. It's true. They came to our house. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Thank you, guys. Yeah, they didn't know we were coming. We just no, showed, we showed up. up. <laughs> Yeah, you know. <laughs> but social media-wise, you can follow her at Warsham Lauren. Uh, you can follow him at Land of Trust. Um, and then you can follow at SkyPony1 for all SkyPony information. Yeah, I don't know. They made us add the one. I think there's someone already had at SkyPony. I guess Probably. So. It's probably like a unicorn-like oh. fan know, club. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as we start with... A ever, brony. A brony. Yeah, yeah, it's a brony. For sure. You know, they asked us to play they their did. convention. Yeah. And we were not <gasps> able to. Yeah. Would you have done it? Absolutely. Oh, for sure. What happened? We had a conflict, right? Or I was going to be out of town or I something. Think you were out of town. You've ruined everything, Kyle. Let's, let's play, let's play more, Kyle. It's, apparently, it's huge. It was a Javits Center. Yeah. Wow. It wasn't just bronies. It was all My Little Ponies fans. So okay. men, men and women. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, you ever see the uh, Bob's Burgers episode where they like do a take on bronies? No. You, if, apparently, it, though, the documentary is actually really heartbreaking. I haven't and seen beautiful. it. Oh, apparently, it's great. It Netflix. It's on Netflix? I think brony? so, yeah. Okay. What's cool. it called? I think if you search for brony, I was going to say it probably comes up. <laughs> yeah, pretty quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but don't search YouTube for bronies because you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> so true. So true. Um, but uh, as we always start, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? <laughs> oh, before we do that, we're we're probably a little mellow. We're probably little, you're hearing us like whisper a little bit. It's a little because NPR. we're on NPR now. Because we're on right? NPR. Yeah. Uh, but we're we're, good. we're actually babysitting right now. <laughs> Um, no, we, there's, a, there's a baby falling asleep, so we're just trying to be respectful. I think she's out now. Look, she's let's out? see that arm out to the side. Oh, that's that. That's, that's, that's the like telltale okay. sign. Yeah. Like, that's like... Let the record show that we're looking at a baby monitor right now. <laughs> yeah. Not the actual baby. We're, we're, we're in the nursery. <laughs> um, it's like, you ever see the Sylvester Stallone movie? It was like, to the top or straight to the top or to the top, where he's like driving across not, the... Not co- one of his best. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Where he's driving cross country like a big rig to like make money to like save his ex wife from like dying of cancer and that his son is right. with him, and he has to enter an if arm I had wrestling a contest. For every time. <laughs> 
I mean, for it was no that demolition plot. man, but no. I mean, it was it was. And the reason I bring it up is because every time he like turned his hat around, it was like he has this big model about how he's like turning the switch that he's like ready to compete. Like I imagine like her Oof. arm out is like when you know she's like ready to go to sleep. Yeah, she's ready. <laughs> That was a long, <laughs> long... What's it called? Straight to it's the like, top? To the, let me, I gotta look it up. That was a really long like explanation of a movie to just say that she's Also, wait, to why sleep. was it his ex-wife? Why didn't they just make it his wife? It seems overly complicated. Because he was like... Is there a love Because interest? all of a sudden his son was brought back into his life because the mother was dying. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's sense. about reconnecting with the kid. I didn't know if it was yeah. like a diehard thing where like they're exes, but then they're not exes by right. the end. Kind of right. Thing. That no, is a great she does not. That's spoiler alert, she does not describe the film. Oh wow. gosh! Jeez. Wow, that's dark. We just got really morbid it's talking a about a baby big sleeping. Big spoiler: you just ruined the movie. <laughs> to be fair, it's called Over the Top. It's from 1987, and oh. it needs to be a musical on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> it stars so Stallone. His character's name is Lincoln Hawk. Wow! Oh, you can play awesome the Stallone movie. character. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a great idea. Gender bendy. So we're going to stop podcasting and start writing this musical. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks right. so much for joining us. <laughs> anyway, um, what I'm are you drinking? Have, I'm going to have a thin mint. Yeah, go for it. Um, we're drinking Boulevardiers. Yeah. There was this awesome restaurant uh, in Park Slope called Franny's. It's now closed, but we used to go there when we lived down the street, yeah. maybe once or twice a week, and we yeah. got to know the bartender, and he recommended it when we said we like Negronis. He was yeah. like, well, it's winter, so instead of a Negroni... <laughs> Yeah, have the Boulevardiers. I mean, yeah, Boulevardiers are basically they're American Negronis, really. Even though they have a French oh. name, it's just like American whiskey with the Campari and the sweet vermouth. Um, we are drinking Hudson Manhattan Rye whiskey. Um, super Product good, super plug. smooth. Wow. It is delicious. Well, when you asked for the Boulevardier, I was like, "This is amazing." No, it's yeah. really delicious. It is. Yeah, it's it really, is. really good. Yeah, it's so good. And we've had smooth. it. I mean, the other ingredients are Campari, and I don't know what brand the vermouth is. Just uh, normal martini. 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 Yeah. So, the X factor here is this delicious whiskey, Hudson <laughs> whiskey. It is quite delicious. It actually really is it's good. Really good. No, it really, yeah, it really yeah. is. We've had it before in our yeah. lives. And that's what I'm saying. We've had other Boulevardiers with these other ingredients that weren't as good. So the so only true. thing yeah. that could make it this good is the Hudson, is the Hudson whiskey. whiskey. Let's say that one more time. <laughs> I think of it as a winter Negroni. That's how I think of the Boulevard. I think it's a cool way to think mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a winter's tale. Since winter is still here. Cheers winter to Winter is not coming. It is never leaving. Yeah, cheers. 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 Oh, see, look. Oh. Cheers. Oh. Um, well, our next segment always is, what have you seen this week what or recently? What have you seen this week or recently? <laughs> well, we have a child. Right. So theater tickets um, cost additional, uh, you know... Oh, babysitting. Yeah, babysitting Also, costs. we've been busy, but what have we seen recently? Well, I, we've seen... You saw Spongebob last night. <laughs> I did see Spongebob last night. It, it's really great. <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah it's it great. Does it hold so up? Good. Does it hold up? The guy who wrote the book, man, I, that guy is... Amazing. Really? You can tell them what happened last night. I That's heard it was interesting. I heard it was super weak, but like we can keep going. <laughs> 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 well, no, it was a crazy night because actually one of the performers hurt his foot in the opening number. Oh, really? And the so I guess the way it works with swings is, and you guys probably know better than I do. But I just want to hear no, you say generally the swings are you there. Have the generally word. the swings are there in the theater, right? Yeah. But they can call out sick if they need to. And when a swing calls out sick, usually it's like rolling the dice with fate, and they figure it's unlikely that the one day that they call out sick is going to be the day that somebody hurts their foot. But that is what happened. So this amazing swing of ours was sick. He was making himself soup, and he was about to crawl into bed on like 145th Street. And this actor hurt his foot in the opening number. I had to go to the emergency room. He's fine. But, um, and this guy, they called Spongebob him. SpongeBob or Spider-Man? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he hopped on the train and he, he made it by the end of the first act and he was in the show before the end of the first act. What? Isn't that unbelievable? Amazing. That's yeah. incredible. I was there the night that Ethan cut his hand in oh, the final wow. number. Yeah, he I heard about hand? that. Yeah. yeah. He and he was like bleeding. On the, I know, I heard he was like spurting the, blood. Yeah. He was like, the he was circular, like, he was like, like well, I forget what the final number thing. in the song is, the show is. They're like singing Best Day Ever. Best Day Ever. And he's like, try not to touch people. <laughs> and like, and whoever the mayor comes on, like, hands him a paper towel. <laughs> and and he's like, like, like holding, he's wrapping his hand. While he's like, but he's going through all the. Oh it was unbelievable. He's, he's that was some Andy Carl stuff right yeah. there. He's that amazing. Was, he lives around here. Oh he yeah, he does live nearby. Oh, that's awesome. He's, he's amazing, and he's so punk rock. Like, yeah, he would sever his leg and keep yeah. doing the I show. I guess who you were watching it with last night? I was watching with Nick Blamire, who was was who had been planting in Chicago. I saw that. We've had, we've had. Did you really? Yeah, I saw the 
Chicago. That's and, so random. And then I, my brother lives there, so I just crashed my brother's couch cool. for like six weeks. And um, he <laughs> took me to see SpongeBob. Wow. And so we, because we used to watch it on the couch when we were way too the old to be you watching that. So um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, all it, was, came it all came full circle. Yeah. And so, yeah, we loved it in Chicago. And then it was oh. so fun to see it in New York and just see like what had been tweaked and changed. Yeah, I think it's much better. I mean, I'm like proud that. of it in Chicago, but I, I think it, it was great in Chicago, but I feel like the broad production is like, very streamlined. If you missed it in Chicago, you really missed it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, that's a good question. Are there shows that have gotten worse after they're out of town, I'm sure there have been. I've heard. I mean, I've heard of shows that have like made decisions to change things during previews that have like affected the show, maybe not in the best way. Yeah. But I think it's. I mean, it's always a crap show. Like, when you change um, we saw Bands Visit recently because we have two friends in it. We saw it off as well. Yeah. And we saw it off. That was great. And actually, I think it's even better on Broadway. You saw it off. I it saw was, it just on. It Broadway. didn't. It, it wasn't changed a ton, but it was like a couple of small, really smart tweaks. tweaks. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, it's really embarrassing. Else? We've been really bad about it. We recently. have a list. We really want to see. We have a list of things that we want to see. Ones oh, tell me more. Because okay. Sarah mm-hmm. Gancher wrote that. And we think she's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And we really want to see. I really want to see. What's the one that Giselle is in? It's a public. Oh, Miss You Like Hell. Miss you mm-hmm. like hell. Oh, yeah. I've heard good things. We really about want, that. or I really want to go see Angels in America. I saw yeah. Brian's yeah. Not, Which yeah. we'll probably never be able to get tickets. Well, also, soon. it's like. We are going to go see Cursed Child. I have Cursed Child tickets. I'm so jealous. Yeah. What are you? Are you a. Are you a Let the record show Laura. Are you a Gryffindor? I wear Gryffindor pajamas. But are you a Gryffindor? I am a Gryffindor. Okay. You can't say this. She gave me a dirty look. <laughs> wow. um, Kyle, what are you? I, I don't know. I don't think I've taken the... I am like Are all the tests... This, I mean, it doesn't you depend on which on quiz Pottermore. you take. No, 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 no. No, Pottermore is the only quiz. Yeah. I wanted to be a Gryffindor, but I'm a Hufflepuff. That's Hufflepuff is great. Cedric Diggory was Hufflepuff. That's true. I mean, have you seen Puffs? Puffs? Oh, is it like the... Oh, is that the... The, the parody spoof. show at New World Stages? It's so good. Really, though? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, th- I feel like I saw a thing that's gonna be like streamed in movie theaters. It is. It is. What? That's They're amazing. so good. Lauren. They just I opened promise. an Australian. They just okay. opened an Australian production. Like, it's taking over the world. Well, then maybe I need to add that to my list. Oh. It's really good. I mean, now, I've been Jay, to both does, Harry Potter worlds. Did J.K. Rowling get money from that? Does she Probably need? Not. She needs. No, she's richer she's than the amazing. Queen. She's amazing. That's not even a joke. Richer than the Queen. Yeah. But she wasn't she like a single mother writing these books? Yeah, she yes. wrote the book on like a napkin, or maybe that was it. Nah. Was like, <laughs> I don't know. It's a little longer than one napkin. No, she wrote really small. She's really messy too, so it was like a big napkin. Yeah. It was a paper towel. It was a whole roll of paper towels. No, but she, it, I think the legend is like it's some Edinburgh club, like pub or cafe that yes. she would always go to, right? Well, she was on welfare and she was like waiting to pick yes. up her kid. Now I'm just making it up. But she wasn't, no, but she was on welfare. I, I think she was on a train. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Right, that's what we're doing. We're just making stuff up. <laughs> So Brian and I got to see something recently. Oh, what yeah. did you guys see? We Tell saw, us what you we saw, saw Children of a Lesser God last night. Oh, oh wow. Okay, how was it? I it's, really liked it. Me too. It's really strong, yeah. and the performances are really strong, and it is a really hard show to put on anywhere. Mm. It is so hard, because you have one character basically doing the dialogue for two people. Yeah. And signing at the same time. And Yeah, and that, it's, it's, it's interesting the way that they... By like the middle of Act One, because the woman who's playing the lead is such an incredible emoter, like you feel like you're as he's speaking, like I'm watching her and hearing her. Oh wow! So you, speak. so you adjust. So you adjust the, to how it awesome. is. It was just a really interesting production. It's one of those shows you see and you leave, and the rest of your subway ride home is just talking about the show, but not just like nitpicking production things, but like talking about like the topics they brought up wow. and things like that it made you think yeah. about like That's it was amazing which is one of my favorite things about seeing a show when you like sit back and think and talk about it that's amazing. You know, I have to say, I I, I did a project with Deaf West and have seen a, a couple uh-huh. of their shows. Yeah. This isn't Deaf West, though. No, I know, I know, no. I know it's not. But I, yeah, God, but, Kyle. No, but my point is, there's something about signing, which I think makes you watch, even if you don't understand sign language, mm-hmm. that makes you watch and pay attention more intensely than you do otherwise. Yeah. I, you know, it's easy yeah. to tune out of a show, let the words, like, Mm-hmm. Flo- and I think there's something that draws your focus in a way. I mean, it's, it's a b- signing is beautiful, but also I do think it draws you in in a way that it just makes well, you pay it's attention not easy. more. I yeah, agree. and also yeah. you, you're, I'm, and I, I mean this with like all due respect to everyone, but like 
a lot of times actors' arms are dead on stage. Mm. And to like just see that active engagement of the whole body yeah. with each other, with two people, like fills in like gaps that you may subconsciously realize are there or aren't there. And plus this show has super titles about right. it. Right. Oh interesting. But so, what's interesting is they, they only use the super titles when the man who is speaking is actually speaking. When the woman is signing, it says Sarah, Sarah signs. signs. So hmm. they don't use the super titles to show what she's saying, which I think was obviously a conscious choice to try to keep her more alienated and keep the audience. I wonder if that's in the in the, in the text I don't or know. if that was a production choice. The most important well. thing about this show is that I'm currently deep into season eleven of binging ER on Hulu. Wow! And I and I'm really going through it, and I'm really falling in love with all these doctors. I'm a doctor now, and. Um, <laughs> Wait, uh, so how many seasons do you have to watch to fifth, get fifth, the, fifth, to be an MD? Okay, so if you're... Like at nine, like season nine, did you get it? I could it have debated someone in season three. But like, <laughs> I could be comfortable, like season eight, nine is when like you really become the doctor. Got it, got and it. Now That's like, like your you've done your residency. Yeah, 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 now yeah. I'm like on tenure track and like I'm an attending. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the reason I bring that up is because I'm sitting in the audience, I'm looking at the playbill, and I forgot that Anthony Edwards was in it. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I turned to Ken, I was like, we're about to see Dr. Green. Wow. And this I was like, I don't sad. know that name from Grey's Anatomy. You know, what are you talking about? He was great. Yeah. And I got to see Dr. Green. Amazing. And overall, it's just a really good show. I think that it starts out where you are watching it and you feel like you're watching a show about like people who hear and people who don't. But by the end, you're really just like watching a show about communication in general. Hmm. And it like when I left like, and I got home, I was even thinking about like the way that I communicate with like friends and family and like the different kind of like verbal and non-verbal cues you use with people and it really makes you kind of think about how you communicate so it's a really beautiful show I turned on ER I was like I just saw him (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding he's already dead spoiler alert spoiler alert wow wow in the show. No, I, I, I understand. Be dead but he's you. ruining so many things. You ruined that great Sylvester Stallone movie. <laughs> Over the top. <laughs> you just ruined You guys had already DVR'd yeah. it. Now you're pissed. First of all, you know, speaking, hair band speaking music, of Sylvester Stallone, I saw Rocky in Germany. I saw it on Broadway as well. But in Germany, it's an interesting thing that, that is often done with musicals in Germany. They'll translate most of the lyrics into German, but certain key phrases will be English. Really? It, yeah. So, like, certain key phrases from the movie were kept in English. So, like, what's the line about, like, my nose ain't broke yet? Right? Yeah. Is that the line? Yeah, yeah, It's so, like the whole song, all the lyrics are in German, and then that one sentence was in English. That's so interesting. And I think it was because it was the it's phrases so iconic that from are the movie. so iconic. Yeah, That's it was so very interesting. interesting to see. Yeah. In, I was in really a couple of lines, of that. yeah. No, I can't do it. Oh, yeah, I was really into it. I know, I was really hoping come, for but it. Was, it. They sort of sang it a little bit with like his intonation. Too. What, yeah. what would that German, sound like? Yeah, what would I that can't. Sound like? I don't remember this song. <laughs> it actually, it was. You know what? It was very effective, which I wouldn't have thought it would have been. But what was so interesting to me is I I thought it was crazy afterwards. I was like, how crazy is that? And the German people that I was with were like, oh, we do that with all the translations. That's so interesting. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Like, a lot of times they'll keep the hook in English and translate all the rest of it. You know, they do that in pop music, too, internationally. French rappers will often have, like, it'll be like... I can't speak a French, you know. Hit me, baby. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, that's how they do that's it. That's a good accent. Well, actually, I love this artist called Caro Caro Bonito. She's Japanese, and she 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 raps and sings in both Japanese and English. And so she always keeps the hook in English. They that's, do that a lot because it makes it yeah. more for the international market. Sure, totally. That's so Same. cool. Yeah. I'm just saying, over the top will be in English, and the rest of the song will be in German. Absolutely. That's so, where yeah. I was going. Das, 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 das. Over the top. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like Act Two, it's like when his wife dies, like over the top. Dunka, dunka, dunka. Like for like her angel is yeah. like over. Well, it's the like top. yeah, like the light from her angel like is coming over the top. <laughs> you know, and we realize so that over symbolism. the over the top really means heaven. Heaven. Yeah. Wow. It really does. We'll call your agent, Lauren. We'll make <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Don't worry. You'll, we won't create amazing. this amazing show without you. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have to find a I'm book attached. writer first, though. We'll, we'll keep looking. We'll work on it. Um, but let's play a game. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Are you nervous, Kevin? I'm a little nervous. Okay, great. Okay, wow. so I'm, I'm game mastering myself. All right. So, so Maybe you, pronounce the M a little bit deeper, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it took me a while. Y'all kept saying it over the game and over. I was like, what's the I know. game master? Yeah. <laughs> well. Well. <laughs> Okay, so you two are uh, in Sky Pony, mm-hmm. and we you are. you created the incredible show. I'm doing good. Shut up. <laughs> you, you created the incredible show, The Wildness, that I went to three times and was obsessed really? with. Really? 
Oh my God. Oh, that's amazing. So obsessed. Uh, it was incredible. But um, one of the things I loved about it is how it was such like a in, like such an intoxicating feeling from the moment the show started that you were like on this awesome, exciting journey. So we're going to play a game that's a little like opposite of that. that we're going to call <laughs> the mildness. And so right here I have a bunch of different epic musicals. Okay. And we're going to go around in a circle and you'll pick one of these things and see what the musical is. And then you need to describe that show in one to two sentences to make it sound like the most boring and not interesting <laughs> show or the weirdest version of that show. And I'll give you an example. There's a lot, Because, for example, um, this all came from, we saw... A meme. This is, like, a classic, like, screenshot. It's like a classic screenshot of somebody's explanation in the newspaper of The Wizard of Oz. And it says, it's like saying what time it's on on TV. And it says, transported to a surreal landscape, a young girl kills the first person she meets and then teams up with three strangers to kill again. <laughs> no way. Yes, it's literally what he says. <laughs> and that's how they describe The Wizard of Oz. So we're going to try to, we're going to go around in a circle and try to come up with something like that. And you're not going to say what the musical is, and we have to guess what it is based oh, off of your explanation. Okay. 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 And that's called The Mildness. All right, I'll go first. Okay, Just, great, uh, great. Yeah, warm us up. Yeah, warm everyone up. up. <laughs> okay. That wasn't even time to read that. Oh, I read it. <laughs> I wrote big. <laughs> no, I don't have big. Um, uh, young boy is told not to participate in uh, a group outing and is eventually murdered. <laughs> Can we ask questions now? Sure, you can ask questions. How, how young is the boy? Um, b- very young. Very young. Very yes. young. Or I can, I can. Little boy is insecure about his size, wants to join the big guys, is told no, and is murdered. A musical about wow. a little boy? Is it? Rudy's not a musical. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't murder Rudy at the end. I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> insecure about his size. He's, a, so tiny he's, he's, a, he's a tiny man. a tiny boy, boy who's killed. Who wants to be big and then he gets killed. It's well, not big. But Billy Elliot's <laughs> not killed. I literally wrote this and I don't know what it is. Pippin? No. He doesn't die, does he? Uh, no. Well, Oliver, but he doesn't die. No. And it's, you said we would know these. Okay, it's really... It's, what is it? It's <laughs> Les Mis. Oh, oh, that's, that's like cheating. a small, small <laughs> As told by Gavroche. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh, Gavroche, the mega musical. <laughs> okay, I'll go next. Wow. This is a very French themed episode. It is, <laughs> yeah. sure is. A woman has a baby that her father throws off a train. Oh, it's Bright Star. <laughs> oh, Lordy. That's what happens. Things are going well for little children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old men get naked for money. The full Monty. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They're not that old. God, horses. They're like my horses age. I would have said, <laughs> man gets naked for his son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, over the top. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. People invest in personal hygiene with tragic results. You're in town. Oh, that was a good. That's one. That's close. No. How about this? Uh, men invest in personal hygiene with tragic results. Tragic results. Tragic men results. Invest. It's not like Kaja Full. There's no tragic results there, but they do invest in personal hygiene. Invest in personal, personal hygiene, hygiene with tragic, tragic results. Oh, um, Sweeney Todd. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was a really good one. Oh, yeah, okay. That was a really good one. Girl. <laughs> Girl. Girl is alienated in school only to find her best friend and then her sister is killed by someone who teams up with three other strangers only to kill again. <laughs> Sister oh, wicked. Finds, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tried to tie it all together. No, you did. I got yeah. you. I got all you. All right. We'll each do one more. Let's see. Women kill people. <laughs> Chicago. Yes. <laughs> Women kill people. A lot of killing in musicals. That's Baby. also why I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Men with long hair and beards and women in long dresses walk in circles. Hair? That probably would be, but that's not what it is. Oh, it's um, Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, Fiddler on the Roof. Okay. Man kills for money. Hmm. For money. Assassins? (laughs) No, but actually, ironically, none of them did it for money. That's true. Man kills for money. Man kills for money. Carousel? 
Oh. No, but that's right. Doesn't he do that? Yeah, yeah. He, does. he does. But he doesn't mean to, right? He doesn't mean to kill. He's not supposed to kill. He's just supposed to rob. Correct. Right? Well, uh, but then it goes, no, they it decide goes that they're going to kill. No, the they other guy wants to kill him, but he right, doesn't. Right. But they don't actually kill anybody except for him. Spoiler alert. He, except he, for he, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man kills for money. Oh, Gentleman's Guide. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Great. <laughs> you, do you guys know that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. Bossy woman runs off her children. Runs off her uh, Gypsy. Gypsy. Yeah. I mean, just the greatest musical ever, in my opinion. Two men. And Broke a back lady. <laughs> <laughs> Two men go on a quest dreaming of everything but each other. Man of La Mancha? Yes. Wow. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Boom. You said quest. That's all I that yeah, quest. Yeah, 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 yeah. And dream. Impossible dream. Yeah. True. The thing is that Don Quixote doesn't think about Sancho no. Panza, no. but Sancho Panza is obsessed with Don Quixote. That's true. That's it's true. tragic. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Last one. Okay, last one. Last one. Huckster rips off simple Midwestern people. Music man. Yeah. Whoa. We have some questions for you guys. <laughs> what are your guys' favorite musicals? Gypsy. Yeah. I'm wow. a big fan of Gypsy. I think it's the. I think it's honestly like a perfect musical. Wow. Have you ever done it? Uh, when I was. A child in in Texas. I played Danny June a long Aww. time ago. Yeah, I think it's a great show. How about you, Kyle? You know, when I was a kid, I really loved Les Mis, and I still oh, have Gavroche, the musical. Gavroche, the musical. <laughs> I still have a really soft spot in my heart for it. I don't know. I really like that show. Actually, I think it's, it's kind great. of it's kind of awesome. Yeah. What is your favorite experience seeing a show? I'm gonna say my uh, I saw an opera of Breaking the Waves. Um, that I have to say my friend wrote the libretto for. Uh, the, the composer is Missy, Missy, Missy Masoli. It's a female composer. Nordic, it's based on a Swedish? Lars von Trier movie. <coughs> yeah, and it's this couple, this this man marries a woman who's mentally It's a off. really happy, very happy show. And he gets oh, in we're a only talking about happy things here today. <laughs> they have this very sexual relationship and he gets in a horrible accident and he's basically paralyzed and also kind of a little... <laughs> screwed in the head and so he starts encouraging her to go out and have sexual experiences with other men in this very conservative com- community but the, the the opera had Zach James in it yes then as a friend of the show he's yes. been on the yeah. podcast yeah there he's awesome wow. yeah that's that show I, I found it, to be very affecting and really beautiful that's awesome wow. what, what about you Kyle that's a really Follow good that one up. I know He's like, so Spongebob. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a great question. You know, when I was in college, I came to see, into New York to see this, like, Broadway. It was like a Sondheim review that Kathy Lee Gifford was in. It was called Putting It Together. Mm -hmm. And I have the DVD. Do you? Okay, so the... Is that the one Bronson Pinchot was in? Yes, it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we we got, like, free tickets through school and stuff. Bear with me here. I, I don't want to be negative, but I did not think it was a good production. Yeah. But the songs were amazing, and a bunch of them I wasn't familiar with. And it was the first time that I really experienced, like, oh, a thing, like, the, te- the, the piece can be great and poorly produced. Like, I think even, I mean, I was, like, probably 19 or something like that, but... Up until that point, I never really thought about that those things are different, right? Like when you see a movie, it's a pretty advanced thought to be like, oh, the script was great, but the execution was poor, Mm -hmm. right? Like generally people are just like, the movie was good or the movie was bad. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I thought about theater too up until that point. I was like, it was good or it was bad. I never separated like, oh, there's a text and then there's a, a production and those are different things. And it was the first time that I was like, these songs are clearly great. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like this is working. Those are separate things. I, Kathy Lee Gifford maybe was like a weird choice. She only did, um, it's so nerdy, but she only did, I think, uh, two performances a week. Oh, interesting. Because it was Carol Burnett who was doing it main, like mainly. Oh, I can't believe I miss Carol so Burnett. But Carol we Burnett, changed your whole perception yeah, of Carol this. Carol Burnett <laughs> had it in her contract that she only did six shows a week. Well, she was and so Kathy Lee Gifford was her point. sub, like her. Wow. Okay. So she was her daughter Murphy. I'm so sorry. That's amazing. Anyway, but it, for me, it was a really transformative. I'll let you borrow the DVD. It. It's wonderful. So, if you were on death row. Mm. Oh, staying positive here. If you if you're on this used to be our desert island question, but death row because now we call it death row show. Um, death row show. If you were on death row and instead of getting a last meal, you got a last show. 
that you could see wow. any version of that show you could you like the perfect version of that show you would see what would it be wow I could see any show it's my last thing I'm ever gonna do before I die right mm-hmm. and you can like pick like who's actually like in it like oh man I'll tell you what I would see which is my other mm-hmm. super favorite musical I would see Sweeney Todd original oh. production with Angela Lansbury okay that's okay. good that's a good answer yeah. I thought your favorite Sondheim was Follies I do that. really like Follies. Oh, I think really it's a good. tie. It's a tie between those two. I've had a little time to think now, so I'm thinking, okay, I'm about to die. So, like, how do I want to go into death? Oh, uh, well, see, I don't know. Sweeney Todd would probably be a bad choice <laughs> for that. <laughs> Can you imagine the last thing you hear is them do, like, the last part of, like, the final ballad? Yes. <laughs> Fleet. Street. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm ready to go, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, my first impulse before I thought about, like, I'm actually going to die was I would have... It would be amazing to see Audrey McDonald when she did Masterclass. That mm. would have been That's a good one. No one said amazing. that. You did that at Paper Mill? Yeah, a while mm-hmm. ago, but not her part. But that would have been amazing. But then I was like, okay, I'm about to die. So like, if I'm about to die, I kind of want something that's going to be like a little happy and hopeful. Yeah. For Monty. No, I, you know, this is... I was, you, you'd go out with a bang. <laughs> it depends who's in it. I was going to say, Billy Elliot. I loved oh. that show, and I saw it like three times. That's a good on one. That's, that's a good one. And I think mostly because I'm not a dancer. I'm a moves well. And the way they um, <laughs> use dance to tell a story, I just found to be so Definitely. beautiful. Yeah, I'm a moves well. Yeah. I like that. I'm a moves well. <laughs> um. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You you did the first national tour of Spelling, Spelling Bee. Bee. Yeah. Um, you've done some super. You've Kunagunga Kunagunda Kunagunga Kunagunga um, in uh, in that Sylvester Stallone's go. over the top. Yeah, over the top. <laughs> Kunagunda is the lead over the top. Um, we saw you in Big River. Talk about, and and then obviously um, Gentleman's Guide. So you have played all these roles that are kind of like all over the spectrum of like vocal prowess because like doing like like a gentleman's guide where you're doing more of like kind of classic kind of yeah. like operatic and then there's a lot yeah. yeah and then there's and then like olive is going to be much more of like a like a mixy kind of belty, belty kind of yeah. role but for like uh, for girls that i feel like nowadays who are trying to be just a belter or just why would you do that? a like a classical vocalist oh, like what has it been like for you kind of no. navigating between <laughs> the two um i would say don't don't limit yourself unless you want to there is no box. There is no box. There is no spoon. <laughs> I mean, you're even like a rock band singer. So yeah. like. Yeah. I would say don't limit yourself unless you want to. Like if you don't want to sing rock music or you don't want to belt, don't belt. Or if you don't want to sing legit, don't sing legit. But if all three interest you, you should just pursue them. And I mean, in that way, I think Kyle and I kind of have the same philosophy when it comes to your career is that you kind of just do as many things as you can and see what sticks because mm. in a lot of ways you don't have a choice. In terms of Gentleman's Guide, kind of finding that and the success in that, um, did you find that opened doors up for you that weren't there before? Did you find that that started to pigeonhole you in a certain type of thing? Did it open doors? Yes. I don't think that Ted Sperling would have put me in showboat if I hadn't gotten a lot of press for Mm -hmm. doing Gentleman's Guide because that was carrying a show on a live broadcast, not because of uh, he thought any more or less of my singing capability or acting capability, but just because he, I guess, if you're quote-unquote proven, then people will maybe take a bit more uh, of a chance on you because yeah. um, it doesn't feel like a chance. Right, um, right. And I'd say that my, my quote has gone up uh, in theater. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I see your lots of quotes everywhere <laughs> on like posters. Like, I really like this, Lauren Warsham. <laughs> <laughs> and they moved it up the poster. Yeah, so yeah it's, right. It's, right. It's actually it's above now. the title. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really like this. Yeah, the musical with Lauren Warsham. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but at the same time, you know, theater is—you always have to audition. Mm-hmm. Which is, I remember, I was on the Opera America panel with um, Ron Raines, who's also done some opera and he said the biggest difference is in opera you just get offered a part mm-hmm. especially after you've been proven like if somebody knows your name in opera no one's going to ask you to come in and sing but musical theater like yeah, I don't do. unless even if you're Audrey McDonald you know they're not going to ask her to audition but they might ask her to be like oh could you take a look at the material maybe yeah, yeah. and let us know I mean in opera also when you do audition when you're at the beginning of your career you pay yeah uh huh wait what yeah yes. you have to pay to audition who are you paying uh, me. <laughs> well, you're paying like for, for the accompanist time, right? Not only are you paying yeah. for the accompanist, you actually have to pay like like an admission. Like the opera company Ooh, to get well, in. Like to, how much you like pay. Like college admissions, like you pay yeah. a fee. Kind of what, what Lauren was talking about earlier. Kyle, you know, you guys do a lot. You like put your hands in a lot of pots to see what kind of comes, <laughs> which one has the gold. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. I, I yeah. don't mean that in like a negative way. No, 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 no. Um, but like I, also I in a negative way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also in a negative Yeah, like you don't buy the pants until you lose the weight. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> right? No, that didn't work. No. Great. No. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also, so you've done web series. You've done Valor TV shows. True, true. Um, SpongeBob podcast. No, um... <laughs> I guess this is the apex of it all. Yeah, to, I know. To me. Oh, we know. Um, <laughs> would love to hear about how you kind of click your brain on and off for specific types of writing. It's a good question. I like working on things that are different at the same time because it feels like, like for example, doing Valor, which is a military drama, and SpongeBob, they're completely opposites, right? Like different mediums, different tones. I actually found that really nice because working on one felt like a break from the other. Yeah. So oh, it was nice. nice to bounce between the two. Mm-hmm. So I like doing a bunch of things that feel very different at once. I don't like doing two things that feel very similar at once because mm-hmm. that then I get stressed out. Like, are they different enough? <laughs> no, but I've tried. I've tried to avoid That's doing awesome. multiple yeah, yeah. Th- things that are the same. I mean, look, the different forms have different needs, whatever. But I sort of feel like every story feels a little different and has a little different tone. I want to try to find stories that feel pretty different to be the things I'm working on simultaneously and then figure out, like, okay, what does this story want to feel like in that medium? Were you a SpongeBob person before you started writing SpongeBob? Yeah, I was definitely a fan, yeah. for sure. Um, and, you know, when when I first heard about the show, heard that they were developing the show, um, heard through my agent, I was worried because I love SpongeBob and I didn't, I was worried that, Man, there's like a really bad version of that show, and I didn't want it to be that. Yeah. I, when I when I took the first meeting and I met with Nickelodeon and Tina was also there, Tina Landau, the director, yeah. and they talked about what the vision was, and Tina even had some like mood boards. And anyway, when I saw what they were gonna do with it, I was like, oh, this is gonna be the dopest version of the show. Yeah. Here's what I feel: I try to do stuff that I think will be fun, mm-hmm. and if it can be fun and also make money, that's like great because. Mm-hmm have a family to support. Right. But I think for me, not for everybody, I'm a better writer if I get to stretch and work in different media and, and work with different kinds of stories. Mm-hmm. I definitely know some writers who they really like one thing and they just like dig super deep in that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. honestly, they're probably better than me at that thing. Mm-hmm. I'm probably like more of a jack of all trades who's like a little less good at all of them. But yeah. just for my brain, that works better. I think you're pretty great. Well, I appreciate it. He also that. writes music for Sky Pony, which yeah. I also, if, sometimes you'll just go in there and you'll write a song, which I think is also a break yeah. for your brain. Yeah. So we're going to take you to a place that you've never been before. Are you excited? Kevin's Corner. Kevin's okay. Corner. So you're coming to Kevin's Corner where I have three highly detailed researched questions about the two of you. Oh my God. Um, I did all the research on Wikipedia. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to go great. I actually know who wrote my Wikipedia page. Oh, do you? Was it the same person or am I? Yes, honey. You're welcome. Oh, no. (laughs) No, we have this friend. Don't worry, I updated it for you today. We have a friend who's a Wikipedia editor. No, but I think we, we both had Wikipedia pages, but they were sort of like, crappy and probably like oh, a so little he, bit wrong so for, for, as a birthday present oh, he went and like made it super nice so welcome to Kevin's Corner mm. here comes question one 
In 2014, Kyle wrote and Lauren appeared in a film called St. Janet. Wow, that's true. <laughs> the name Janet makes me think of the song Interplanet Janet from Schoolhouse Rock that was written and originally performed by Broadway writing legend Lynn Ahrens. And performed by Lynn She Ahrens? sings it too. So yeah. you heard no it on Schoolhouse kidding. Rock Live, that's her singing. Wow. Uh, she wrote music and lyrics for that one. Wow, I did not uh, know that. Ahrens also originally wrote and performed the famous jingles Bounty the Quicker Picker Upper. Oh. And wow. she also wrote and performed What Would You Do for a Klondike Bar? Shut what? Really? Wait, really, Kevin? According to the, Wikipedia. You, um, <laughs> you failed at Kevin's Corner already because this is interesting information. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. So my question for you two is, what are some of your favorite or most memorable product jingles? Oh. Good. This, Ooh. Is, this is your best kind I love of it. Um, Kit Kat bar. What would you do? Break Clark, me off a piece. Of you sang the Klondike bar song. <laughs> give me a break. Give me a break. That's a break good one. Break me off a piece of that, that Kit Kat bar. That's yeah. a really good one. Yeah. Really good one, right? Um... CC's pizza is all you can eat for only two ninety nine. Is that like so local? Yeah. No, Cece's Pizza is a chain. Scooter. Yeah, oh, for sure. Is. But it's not really... I remember that one. Yeah. Well, you're from Texas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or do we, uh, when you need a break, er, specialist, we are Austin's break, er, specialist, we're break, specialist, you like what we do. I remember that one. Wow. Good memory for So it's like a break sound? Yeah, it's like... Selena and Barnes, injury attorneys, 888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-
Well, this is sort of a roundabout answer. There was a book called The Troll Book that I had when I was a kid that I remember being really fascinated by. It's about like all these habits of trolls and the book acts like trolls are a real thing. Like it's, you know, it's like the framing device of mm-hmm. the book is that it's like, it's like a, a scientific science book, book right. about trolls. Right? right, right. And I was fascinated by that as a kid. Like that seems so cool that you could like make a fake encyclopedia. And I now have the exact book because my parents kept it and gave it to us. So I've actually tried to read it to our daughter, and I think she's a little young for it. Mm-hmm. And the book is not great, but in my memory as a kid, it was like the, the greatest most thing amazing yeah. thing. Yeah, and it's sort of heartbreaking to realize that, but also kind of beautiful. So the troll book is troll my book. answer. Got to pay the troll toll. <laughs> um, I don't really remember any s- stories specifically that my parents would tell. My dad always tried to convince me that Bigfoot was out there and was going to come and get us. Yeah. Um, true. Also true. Very true. <laughs> yeah. But what I do remember is being really young, nine. And instead of just getting up and singing in front of the school for a talent show, I always wanted to have these like giant group projects. Um, and I think that has kind of continued on to my professional life. You know, like for when I was a child when I was that little, instead of just singing a song, because I always liked to sing, I had a friend of mine who could do gymnastics, doing gymnastics in the corner, and another friend of mine who could dance. So you were like the original greatest showman? (laughs) Just like always. (laughs) Always there was like 50,000 moving parts. And I think um, that's continued definitely uh, in terms of like breadth of being interested in different Mm -hmm. things, but also Sky Pony, I think that's like, for me, that's my biggest artistic outlet. But like, just the idea that we can throw anything at it and just like see what sticks. Yeah, we can do whatever the, f- the hell we want. Mm-hmm. The, the hell? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, not what that song sounds like at you all. You know, like, no. like let's put a we ball. Play, I'll, I'll play for you after and this. give out bubbles and candy. You know, and yeah. we can just do that. Um, and I definitely think that that's how we kind of raise our daughter now. Is that we're pretty. I mean, literally, y'all weren't here, but for the past hour before you got here, she was just naked, running running around the house, peeing on the floor. To be fair, I did that before I got here, too. <laughs> so. you, know, yeah. you know, we, we do try to kind of let her do whatever she wants to do yeah. creatively, and I think my parents definitely gave me free reign to do that. That's awesome. That's awesome. We have one more question in Kevin's Corner for you. Uh, Ooh, okay. the hardest one. You both attended Yale University. A private Ivy League research university that has produced five field medalists, including wow. mathematician Stanislav Smirnov. Smirnov, of course, is not to be confused with Smirnov, a vodka that originally came from distillery in Moscow. Moscow, as we all know, is the northernmost and coldest megacity and metropolis on Earth. Oh. Metropolis mm. is a fictional city best known as the home of Superman, a character whose only weakness is a fo- an ore form of a radioactive element called kryptonite. Mm. Mm-hmm. Kryptonite is also the name of a song by the band Three Doors Down. Mm. Oh, yeah. So my question is, if you had to create a new band name right now using the, na- the same formula as Three Doors Down, being a number, a household object, and a direction, what would your <laughs> new band be named and why? So like uh, like I would be like like six sconces sideways. Mm. Two knives under. Ooh. That's good. We should That's leave now, <laughs> Kevin. That's a really good one. That's though. a good one. Yeah. Thank you. I was gonna say what like, kind of music would they do? Uh, it would be uh, heavy metal drum and bass, but with a female vocalist, mm. kind of Ooh. lilting top mm. female vocalist. Like, like Evanescence. Evanescence. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. How are they still? I don't. I don't know. I kind of. You know. I kind of thought she was cute. Is that weird? The no. Evanescence chick? Kyle's yeah. celebrity crush, though, is Anna Paquin, which, you know, Suki Stackhouse. I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's my celebrity great crush. One. That was Kevin's corner. <laughs> so let's let's talk about Sky Pony um, and the wildness. Where did it come from? We were approached by the play company with whom I had developed a relationship because for eight years I worked as a personal assistant to a producer named Ruth Hendel who shared an office space with the play company. Mm-hmm. Still does. In Still fact. does, in fact. And... Um, and Kyle and I had been playing with Sky Pony and doing our funky, weird shows. It's awesome. If you guys haven't seen them, you should go see them live. Um, you guys are doing BAM. Yes. 21st and 22nd. 21st and 22nd, yeah. which is more yeah. of a dance piece than yeah. it is a normal Sky Pony. We, we have, can we announce our other show on here? Maybe we should. Yeah, we're going to do it. Well, the next show we'll do after that is we're going to do a Joe's Pub gig on June 30th. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. And oh, I want to awesome. I want to call it Fabulous Beach Blanket Bingo. 
And there will be some things that go along with that. Like Captain like, Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you were kind of just playing yeah, around yeah, with yeah. Sky Pony. Oh, and then, so, yeah. And then the play company approached us, and they had this developmental series. They had some money, and they were like, hey, do you guys want to just see what it would be like to make a live show that's a theater piece? Mm-hmm. So we said, yeah. And you were like, hey, I like this idea of like a girl finding a tape recorder in the woods. Yeah. So the first show that we did was... The a, first version of it was yeah. called Raptured. And it was at the Ukrainian National Home. And it was wild, y'all. It was this event space above this Ukrainian restaurant, like three doors down from Veselka in the East Village. There were no windows. Um, but it's massive. And it's it, this massive upstairs? event space. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did they have like weddings and stuff there? Oh, cool. So we had to do all the rigging and sound ourselves. And we we were like, okay, this is a weird space. So maybe we should. Kyle's always been, he majored in religious studies and has always been very interested in kind of like religious ideas. And we thought it was kind of interesting the idea of the way people kind of approach not only theater, but also bands uh, and uh, how fandom can also mimic um, religious fervor. Mm hmm. So we kind of played with that oh, idea. So we were like, let's be a cult and let's just treat it like a religious service. And it was way weirder. I mean, if you thought wildness was was like playing with what's real and what's not, yeah. the original version, multiple people, especially because Sky Pony hadn't been around very long, many, many audience members thought it was real. And we had about 12 um, all women. Acolytes. Who we basically, they're part of the show, but they sat in the audience and they would stand up at parts like of the show and frail their arms and sing the lyrics. <laughs> and, and people and thought they were like, it's like this yes. was an every yes. week service. And it was never, never acknowledged that they were in the show. Right. They were so in the show. what I'm gaining from this <laughs> is that um, you guys shouldn't keep doing shows because the first version is the best. <laughs> <laughs> so like Chicago SpongeBob, great. <laughs> Lower East Side, East Village, wildness, even better. The, the, the real wildness was way better, but this was in some ways pure. It was weirder. It was pure. So we, and, but it was kind of amazing. And then we had to do loadout of this show, um, oh, right? Yeah. Was it during Sandy? Sandy? And oh, remember how wow. the entire Lower East Side yep. had no power? Yeah, very much. So the guy who owned the space was like, listen, you guys, you have to get out of here. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's been like four days. But so we had to cancel to a show because of the last show we had to cancel was, because of the, the day of the hurricane. Because you had to load out before the hurricane no, came? No, 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 no. No, this is after the hurricane, but oh. there still wasn't power. So we were living here or the other no, place in we Brooklyn. Still lived in Park, and so. we didn't know anybody with a car. So we ran <laughs> um, from here to <laughs> what? the Lower East Side with like clip lights. And fanny packs. And we had to load out. And then we had to load out. And there was, because there was no windows and there was no power. This is awesome. There was this, remember that that Ukrainian woman who was like. Who broke into tears and asked if she could join. She was weeping and was like. Cold? Yes. She thought it was totally real. Oh, wow. This is incredible. It well, was amazing. I'm telling you, when I when we like when I saw it when it made it this way to Ars Nova, like that was still a palpable thing. Was like, like maybe 15 minutes in or so, people were like looking around at each other, being like, "Did, did this really happen? Like, are, are these people really going?" Like, it seemed like it was a real thing that like you guys were going through, like to honor a friend there's of yours. People, and it was, there's definitely people who saw the Ars Nova show and definitely believed that it was real. Yeah, it was yeah, interesting because some people were very upset. That it wasn't real? Yes. Yeah. And then I was like, you're here to see theater. But they were upset that they were fooled that they thought it was real. But I'm like, so isn't that what... See, to me, that was so inspiring because it was like you created a world where like... It's still a... F I mean, it, it's... I, that's it's what so we were hard to, to break. I, it's I so think hard it's to break the fourth wall yeah. to make it real. Well, but it was such a visceral experience that like... It, it, it felt like you literally stepped into other people's lives for like an hour and 30 minutes. It I'm was glad. That, I mean, that's what we were trying to do. I will say about that show... The real wildness, I can't speak as much to the earlier version. The people who love it, love it. Uh, loved it. I mean, we had many people who came multiple, multiple times. But there were also a small percentage of people who just really were really turned off by the whole idea. They did not like that the show was playing with what was real and what wasn't. They, they felt fooled. They, but I will say, I mean, we've both done a lot of things. I will say most things that I've done have not been divisive in the way that that show was. But that means you did a good job on that show. I guess so, yeah. I would I think agree. It means we accomplished something for sure. Yeah. But I, I think that it it was really an education for me in there's a lot of people who, mm. even people who go to Ars Nova, which is already like a fairly self-selecting like crowd of pretty cool yeah. people, there's people who really want theater to be 
in a pretty safe feeling box. Mm -hmm. And I think that show didn't feel safe. And there were definitely people who were challenged by that. Anyway. All right. So let's play one last game. We're going to play one last game, then get out of your hair. Oh, man. Are those like clues? These are are the lights of Broadway show cards. They are trading cards of Broadway personas. These are made by uh, Squigs, who does all the the drawings. So what we're going to play is um, a game called I've Decided to Marry You. (laughs) And the way this is going to work is... Is this like Chuck? Mary, excuse me. Sort of, no, but yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um, basically what's going to happen is you're, uh, we're going to go around in a circle. We'll start with Lauren, mm. and you're going to pick two random people out of this pile, and we're going to go ahead and oh, put... Oh, we should just make it. Like we're going to go ahead yeah. and put like sexuality off to the table or anything like that, okay. and you're just going to pick, based on these two people, which one of them you would marry, and tell us why, of the two. Oh, so this is like the most tame oh, version. Oh, LaShawn's right. and Brandon Uranowitz. I would marry Brandon because I know him, and I think not only is he a lovely human being, but he's also like incredibly talented. Great. The end. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Sally Field. Great. Yeah. Jen Colella. I think I would probably marry Sally Field. Yeah. Maybe she plays you. Abby Lockhart's mother on ER. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to ER. Yeah. Kate Schindel or Liz Calloway. Mm. Now, as much as I love Liz Calloway, Kate Schindel was a Miss America. Yes, she was. So I'm going to have to go with that one. <laughs> so I have Raul Esparza Ooh. or Karen Olivo. Oh. Two very talented people. Wow. I'm going to pick Raul Esparza just because um, him yelling at the back of the wall during I'm Ready in company was super incredible. <laughs> and I waited on him at a restaurant, and he was really nice and gave me a big tip. Oh, oh. So good, on, good on him. Lena Hall or Jefferson Mays? Oh, yeah. do you know one of them? I know them both. <laughs> oh, wow, which one of these people would I want to marry? You know, <laughs> I had to marry either Lena Hall or Jefferson Mays. I think I'm gonna go. I mean, I love Jefferson. He's lovely, but he's already married. But he could be 12 different people, so like you could every day <laughs> have a new fresh. adventure. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd go for Lena. Yeah. Could, yeah. I would go for Lena between the two of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. Great choice. Right. I think like I picked well. Um, I gotta do another one. Okay. Um, Bette Midler Ooh. and James Earl Jones. Oh. Wow. Just think about him saying, Kyle, I yeah, am I your think- husband. <laughs> Kyle, I am your sugar father. I think probably James Earl Jones. Yeah. <laughs> James Earl Jones, for sure. That's a really good choice. That's a good one. I would make him do the baseball speech from Field of Dreams <laughs> every night before bed. Yeah. <laughs> baseball. You, you just fall asleep so well. Would that be yeah. amazing? Yeah. yeah, with him just like petting just your petting head. Your head. Baseball, yeah. Ray. Baseball. Oh, I'm so into that. Now you get to go again. Ariana DeBose. Or Pasek and Paul. Two for one. Yeah, right. Duh. I'm, I'm gonna go with Ariana. Oh, okay. She's I just, very attractive. She's very attractive. Wait, let me see the squigs. But also, um, I just saw Summer, and she was really great in it, and I, that's kind of been stuck in my head. Mm. All right, so last round. Yeah, last time. Here we go. Your so last. I have Betty Buckley Ooh. and Carrie Butler. I'm gonna marry Carrie Butler. Yeah, I, yeah. I would pick too. Betty Buckley can sing "Memory" at our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> That's your song. Yes, that'll be our wedding song. Will be it's "Memory." Kind of an upsetting song, though. I don't know if I really want to hear it. Yeah, I guess what was not your a great wedding? Wait, how did you guys meet? At a party. We met at a party. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. That's cool. A Yale party. My no. roommate no, at the actually. time. Seriously? Was yeah. running no, it's a... coincidence that we both went there. We didn't know each other there. We actually weren't even there at the same time. Yale? Oh, yeah. We weren't at Yale at the same time, no. I would totally have assumed you meant in college. No, no, no. We, we were separated by a summer. Mm. But my roommate Don- at the time... <laughs> Donna Summer? My Donna Summer. <laughs> my roommate at the time was... if you This is our wedding photo. We got married by my roommate in drag um, because we met Amazing. because he was running an opera company and I was doing his makeup for the Here we drag. go. There's you guys. That's us. Oh, Broadway oh, so my God. Found it. see. Oh, cute. That's the missing person. That's there Kimberly, yeah. Drink, drinking. You're not wearing glasses. Oh, because they're right here. I know I came from work. I do. Yeah. Do you usually wear them backwards? I do. Cool. So thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much, guys. Seriously. Um, We end every episode with a quote. We do. And today's quote is You and me, we're the kind of people other people would like to be. Wandering free, we present the kind of picture people are glad to see. Victor Victoria. Wow. You and me. Nice. Oh, I do love I love that film. So good. Um, but thanks for joining us again. Thank you guys for um, having us. Go on Spotify right now. 
type in Sky Pony and listen to all of their music. So good. We love it so much. We Thank had such guys. a good time um, at Mercury Lounge. That was a good one. It was a really good one. We had fun in the ball pit. We 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 Did dressed. You get in? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, I'm so good. glad. Thank God. There were some people who were like really just oh, no. popping a squat I, in there. And I was like, get out, let other people it in. It was awesome. I was probably a squat popper. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we had a great time. I broke my candy necklace everywhere. Yes. Um, but we had a really fun time. Um, so see them wherever you can. Listen to them on Spotify. Check them out um, at skypony.com. Mm-hmm. Sky but it was like dash, dash pony. pony. Like, um, like a pony does. Check uh, out. Oh, that's. Uh, <laughs> go to BAM uh, April 21st and 22nd for Dance Works. Uh, and then and um, June, June 30th, 30th. June 30th yeah. at Joe's Pub. We will definitely be there. Um, Beach Blanket Bingo. Beach Blanket yes. Bingo. <laughs> Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. <laughs> um, and, um, but as if we raise our glasses. Thanks again. And as we end every episode, Zoodoo-Wop Bump. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists. What they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.